You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Cleary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back here on the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sanders and Enrique Alvarez. Clary with you guys. Appreciate you hanging on throughout the entirety of the weekend, through today. Um, and, and there's plenty more to come. Plenty, plenty more to come. Uh, as, as Strick and Nate will take over after us here. Shortly after 2, we'll bring them in for the crossover uh, up until 4. Then DP and Jay from 4 to 6. And then our awesome nighttime programming uh, as well, will all be available for you guys. Breaking down more, Scott Frost, like I said in the first segment, uh, we got the email today. Mickey Joseph, will the interim head coach of Nebraska football, will speak to the media tomorrow at 1130. I'll, be make, I'll make sure I'll be there, um, and, and we'll get sound bites as soon as possible from that press conference tomorrow. And then, uh, in addition, we'll, we'll break that down all tomorrow afternoon as well. So let's, uh, let's go to the phone line here, 402-464-5685, the Honda Vigan hotline. We got Mike on the line. Mike, how's it going, man? Happy Monday. What's on your mind? Happy Monday. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Mm-hmm. What's up? Okay, uh, a couple quick comments. And I don't know the spirit the guy intended it when he said that about Trev and the football program. But I, I, you know, I've heard that from some people from Omaha, and I think that's a, just a way off base comment. Mm-hmm. Saying it nicely, I know someone who was affiliated with the UNO athletic department. I know someone who's friends with David Herbster, who Trevor placed. UNO was in a world of hurt. There were talks they were going to drop a ton of sports, and Trev handled it masterfully. So I think mm-hmm. to sit here and say, "Well," He shut down a program, or I've heard some people from Omaha say he did it to help the Huskers. That's they, they just don't know what they're talking about. He did a heck of a job and did what he had to do to save the athletic department. So that's that's just way out of bounds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the guy mentioned about Kyle Whittingham, I actually could make a, a case that now might be a good time. Okay. I saw in the Denver Post. They, they want to get rid of their coach there. I mean, they're just pathetic, but they can't afford it. It's a $7 million buyout. So it sounds like Notre Dame isn't going to come anytime soon to the Big Ten. The Big Ten athletic director said, hey, we're good where we're at. Don't add more teams. Now we'll see what happens. But I think Utah, they're going to stay in a Pac-12, a very, very watered-down Pac-12 for at least the next few years. So I don't think they're going to have the financial resources to do what they need to do. If I'm Kyle Whittingham, I'm looking at getting out and moving to a Big Ten school with a lot of resources yeah. and stability as far as conference going. So it might be a good time for a guy like that. Thanks a lot. Th- Thanks. Thank you, Mike. And I, I suppose I do see that. And, and I will say this. I'll back up Web Blanket here um, because he did respond and saying I'm not critical. Of, this was minutes ago. Yeah. I'm not critical of the decision to cancel the football program. It was clearly the right one. I'm concerned by the fact that the guy in charge of hiring the guy to fix Nebraska football has never hired a football coach before. Um, there are plenty of people who have never hired football coaches before until they hire football coaches. But I think, so, okay, here's here's what I was actually going to say earlier. Byron said, I think Kyle Winningham is comfortable at Utah at his age. He should have been hired instead of Riley. That is where I would agree. 
and I almost said it earlier, is if you he was in a position when Nebraska was looking for a head coach in 2015 to maybe take over. Whittingham's name is, is always thrown out. It's there. always thrown out there. So um, it, it just kind of seems like you know this is kind of the time where, once again, backing Mickey Joseph 100% right now, but with the idea or the thought also in our in the back of our minds that there's a chance that Mickey Joseph is not the full time head coach when the time comes. However, I think best case scenario is that Mickey Joseph has a great end of the season here and he is our full time head coach. Yeah. Talk about a smooth transition. Like I, I would see I, I could see a reason where if they win games, so they have nine games left, and if they have a good ending, they'd have ten with a bowl game. So they have ten games left. If Mickey Mickey Joseph is able to go eight and two or seven and three, then you have an opportunity to number one make some minor changes because something was working. So you wouldn't be wholesale changes once again. Number two, number two, you would not have to. I guess on board or on top of that, you would expect your offensive staff to kind of stay together. You would think so, especially because it'd be continuity. I mean, look, the offense, the offense has been kind of rolling on all cylinders these first three games. It, it's the looked, offense was not the problem. The offense has looked good. Offense the was defense, not the problem. The defense has struggled, and I, I don't know. I'm not going to speculate or say that Mickey's going to make any kind of changes, but if the defense doesn't step up, maybe that's necessary. But, yeah. you know, I'm not going to touch that right now. So it's it's just something that, like you said, to be an extremely smooth transition where you have a guy who's already here, mm-hmm. who's already comfortable with the players, with the with the staff and plays, already knows the area, knows everybody that's around, has been, going, gonna to say, high, has been going to high school games and, and yeah. watching high school games doing his recruiting thing so he's he's already got all of this nailed down so if it goes well for his interim you know period maybe you just see mickey joseph get that one word taken off of that title and yeah. he just becomes the head coach at nebraska we have another phone call that i'll get here to here in a second then we'll take our fourth time out of the of the day and get to the crossover with stricken nate um axel foley says this on the text line I agree that it would be an ideal scenario, but you're selling the drinking, the preseason Kool-Aid with the 8-3 and three talk, and I understand that. So maybe maybe we lessen our, our sights and we see, say, you know, 6-4. and four. Well, I don't even want to put a number but, on how many, win, how many wins he has to get on the season. I'm just saying if, if you, I don't know, if it doesn't look bad, if you're not getting embarrassed. I mean, you're going to, if he wins some games, like that's going to be ideal. Obviously, yeah. you want to win some games. But if it looks, if it looks good, if the, if the program takes a step forward, you know, Mentally, I mean, we're not going to know that, but you know, inside of the athletic department, Trev Alberts will be able to see that. Mm-hmm. Everybody else inside there will be able to see it. The coaches, the players, everybody will know if mentally, physically, emotionally, the the, the program takes a step forward. Then that energy wise, that you want that's something that you want to keep going. And, and people are getting mad at me on the text line because they're saying, "I'm sorry, Nick, but we are not winning six or seven games this season with the defense the way it is." And with that in mind, I, I don't know if anybody caught it, but at the end of Trev Alberts' press conference yesterday. He was asked if anybody else had been relieved of their duties besides Scott Frost. That was the question. No question of whether Mickey Joseph can make changes. No question of has Mickey Joseph talked to you about making changes. Unsolicited, Trev Albert says, Mickey Joseph is our head coach, and if he decides that changes are necessary during this season, then Nebraska will back him 100%. Rico, do we have that quote? Just Coach Frost. Again, Mickey Joseph is the head coach, and uh, if he chooses to make some of those additional changes, uh, we will support those changes as well. But I am not aware of any of those that he anticipates at this time. Just like that. That's all, that's all you need to hear. That's all you need to hear. So, 
if the defense is trash and stinking up the place for three more weeks, you would expect Mickey Joseph, who, let's be real, this is, I don't want to call this a tryout, but this is his opportunity to prove that he is able to be a, a, a head coach, nonetheless, at Nebraska. And we know from conversations with Mickey Joseph, hearing him on this station, and talking to him at press conferences, that he is going to go and make the most of this opportunity and do whatever it takes, not only to help himself out, but also to help Nebraska football out. Mm-hmm. And so if that means not cleaning house, but taking care of uh, and, and relieving coordinators and position coaches of their duties, if they're not up to his standard, then so be it. And Nebraska's going to back him 100%. I mean, if you want to talk about a guy who's invested in this program, I don't want to say people forget, but people forget. Mickey Joseph was a quarterback here. Yeah. He played here. He, he played at Nebraska. He was also a head coach in Omaha at a high school for a while. And, yeah. oh, by the way, the team that kind of ruined his career as a quarterback at Nebraska is the same team they'll be playing this Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, it's I, like, that door is open. And I thought that was really intriguing, really intriguing when Trev said that without us even asking, us being the media, asking, hey, if Mickey decides to make changes... Would you back him? Trev just got out in front of it and said, "We are Mickey. Mickey Joseph is our head coach, and whatever he decides to do, we have faith in him." Trev is really good at answering L- questions that he wasn't asked. That he then and then he will but never, in a, but in never, a good way. and now he'll never have to be asked that question. Exactly. Trev gets it, and gets it's so it is fascinating to watch. All right, let's uh, let's get to this phone call. Calvin's been patient on the phone lines. Calvin, appreciate you, man, hanging on with us. What's on your mind? Greatest talk show. In the world, no, I'm just playing. No, I'm playing about that. Ouch. Anyway, I want to talk Ouch. about Ouch. recruiting. Uh, uh, in 2020, Tuscaloosa's population is 100,000 people. Lincoln's in 2020 is over 200,000 people. And plus, you have Omaha right there. Mm-hmm. So, for everybody out there saying Nebraska can't be great again because we can't recruit talent, that's not true. We, Lincoln's a bigger place, it's got a bigger area. There's a lot to do for students out here. Um, it's about winning football games, and that's what everything boils down to. Kids don't want to go play for a loser. When you're losing every game by one point, like by one score, you know, kids don't want to come here because, yeah. you know, you're losing. Thank you. But, Thank- so I, I'm getting tired of the narrative, oh, Nebraska can't be great again because you can't recruit. That's not true. I agree. That is not true. Anybody, I mean, I love me. I would, I'd go to Lincoln all the time if I could. I, I'm in North Platte right now. Uh, and yeah. uh, Lincoln's a great place. You got Omaha, you got Lincoln, Bellevue, you got everything. And with a lot of stuff to do. So mm-hmm. that narrative needs to be thrown out the window. Thank you. I, I appreciate it, Calvin. I, I apologize that you're in North Platte. But hey, thanks for listening on our app or on our website, wherever you may be listening, YouTube as well. Um, it sounded like you were in North Platte. <laughs> Newt says this on the text line. North Platte sounds like he's calling from the moon. <laughs> no, but Calvin, no, you're absolutely right, man. Like, And that's not necessarily saying that the population numbers have anything to do with it. It's just about developing, right? It's just about developing. We, we always get, and I'm guilty of this just as much as the next guy, I'm guilty of, of getting lost in the stars and in the recruiting classes and the recruiting rankings as well. I'm, I'm guilty of it just as much as the next guy. 
because it's it's sexy to have the five stars. It's sexy to have the four stars and have this guy from IMG Academy and and have this guy from a, a, a high uh, excuse me a high caliber high school in Texas. It, it's it's attractive and it's easy to cheer for. But that we've seen this over the last four years and change now that you can get all those guys, but if you can't develop them then it doesn't matter what happens when you lose games on Saturdays. Look, and even with the losses, and, Nebraska was still putting together some solid You're right. Losses. You're right. So number one, there's that. that's what gives you hope with a guy like Mickey Joseph, and you talk about salvaging maybe the recruiting class. But don't forget something that Mickey Joseph said about development. Strictly at the time was with his wide receivers, now can be discussed with his entire team, because this is his team now, mm-hmm. is he said, I'm not going to take somebody's strengths and try to change them. I'm not going. I'm going to assess the the player. He said this on his in his first time that we were able to talk to him, and back in the spring, figure out what they need help at, identify that, build that, develop that skill set, and then just sharpen the things that are they're already talent that that they're already experts and and talented at. Basically, no reason to no reason to mismanage. Like that's that's big been a big word. Of the last four years, mismanagement. No overcoaching. No overcoaching. Thank you, Rico. I knew there was one more word in there that I, I was you. missing. Thank you, Rico. So I, I just think it's. Uh, um, I, I just think there there is some reason for optimism, and maybe it's just a fresh start and and a new kind of energy instilled in the program. All right, when we come back, we'll round out the show with the crossover. Strick and Nate join us to give us their thoughts um, as we roll through on the Monday on the Happy Hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.